0: release to revive. This is where we talk about you and your energy, how to manage your energy physically, emotionally, and spiritually. As somebody that cannot do coffee, I like the taste, but after drinking it, I'm a flusterhead. I have my heart racing and I crashed two days later. Doesn't work. So I was looking for different ways to up my energy, to revitalise, and get my enthusiasm going, to conquer life and feel good. Down, but down, but down. Release to revive. Welcome back. It's Jackie here. If you haven't been on this before, we discuss the ideas behind managing our um, energy over trying to manage our time and squishing more things into our schedules and really how to hone in what we do have inside of us and how to bring that out best. Today is actually a very special one. I've got a cool visitor and we did an interview together. We had a bit of a chat. Lily Petit. So she is an incredible lady. She's set up her own business of decluttering. So helping people Remove things that aren't necessary anymore, and it goes deeper, right? Which you'll hear in our discussion, where um, it goes more into what people's drives are, what they are truly wanting out of it. Because um, you can just keep reorganizing your environment as well, but get nowhere, really. So she helps people nut out what it is they actually want and then um, help her. Help them create the environment around them to project them into that area of life and yeah make it a bit more easy and flow more and let that energy um, rise so let's get into it enjoy what does a simplified life mean to you little
1: the first thing that comes to mind when someone asks me that is you know just living by your values are you yeah. living by your values and do you even know what those are because yeah. a lot of people I want to live with less, I want to be a minimalist, I want to you know have five things in my closet and never go shopping again, or you know yeah. just have the weight of the clutter lifted, but really, we can't even start having that conversation until you know how you want to live your life mm-hmm. and what what values are you living by, yeah um. So to me, a simplified life is a life that, you know, has kind of a a clear roadmap in which we live by our values. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that. And sort of knowing, I guess, what the success of that life,
1: what does a simplified life? Yeah. I mean, and what is your definition of success? Mm. Right. I mean, what is, what is, you know, good for you or what is, you know, nourishing for you or what is supportive to you. I mean, it looks so different to so many people, you know, success to one person is making millions of dollars and living in a huge house and Mm -hmm. the cars and the whatever. And for other people, I mean, they could have all the wealth in the world and they'd be perfectly happy, you know, living in a tent in the middle of the desert. I mean, it's all just relative to, you know, what makes someone's heart, fulfilled what gives them passion, what gives them purpose, what makes them get out of bed every day. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so much more, you know, there's many people that are fulfilled, you know, raising their children and not working. Like there's many people that find that to be incredibly nourishing and there's other people who could not stand to do that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they want the career and they want the parenthood aspect, you know, so it's really, what does your best life look like? You know, what does that look like to you and how do you take actions and make choices to support that life? Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't know. I think we're sort of spoon fed these ideas that success looks like, you know, I mean, I'm in America, so, you know, we have this very sort of <laughs> commercialized American American dream dream, Yeah, you know, which is rapidly changing um, based on, you know, just developments in the world and how things are shifting and changing, you know, on so many levels, economically, yeah. socio-politically. Um,
0: I feel like you travel know. was that dream for a little while there, but that sort of got shut down for now the time being.
1: <laughs> yeah, or even even you know looking back generations ago i mean it was super exotic and very almost um you know adventurous to go to you know africa or australia or go you know go to egypt you know and it's like flash forward 60 years and people were doing this all the time like it's no Mm. no big feat you know if you have the means to get yourself from here to there you absolutely can do those things. So it's more of, <clears throat> for me, a simplified life or, you know, it's like living, living your best life in a way that's actually feels supportive and nourishing and not so much as like going without or, um, denying yourself pleasure but Mm -hmm. really you know how can you get yourself to the place of you know enjoying enjoying the simple things in life like making your morning coffee seeing your kids smile you know laughing with your best friend it's like really savoring those moments when like you connect with another person you feel like you've known them for lifetimes yeah you you feel like oh this feels so familiar this feels so good and actually being in that experience instead of like rushing into the next thing or rushing off to the next piece or part of your day or your life Mm. I think we're so quick to forget all the simple things and how we can make those into rituals and we can take those and make them into our own little ceremonies and I joke I say this a lot that you know People want, how do I clear my space and how do I, you know, declutter my energy field and how do I take care of my aura, you know, and I'm saying this in jest, but I mean, people come to me and they want to know this. Like, how can I clear the energy in my home? It feels bad. It feels off. And I mean, honestly, some of the... it's a really about building a relationship. It's about building a relationship with yourself, building a relationship with your space. And one of the simplest things you can probably do to clear your energy is just do something like wash your hands.
0: Mm. It doesn't
1: have to be complicated. And we want to know like the perfect thing to burn and like, don't do it on the full moon, do it three days before the full moon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah sort of, and and trust me, there are lots of beautiful rituals and witchcraft and, you know, gardening. I mean, there's so many things that we can do to, of course, intensify and amplify and make it into this really elaborate ritual. If you have the time and space for that, and that's what you want to pursue, right? Mm -hmm. But you don't have to have your 12 best friends with the same blood type, you know, under the full moon (laughs) to have a really powerful clearing ritual. You can just be, I have a thought, I want to move that energy out of my, you know, out of my house or out of myself. So I'm going to go wash my hands and then I'm going to take a sip of water and maybe mm. I'm going to open a window, like just bringing it back to really, really simple things. I'm going to connect with the energy of the sun. I'm going to go put my feet on the grass. I yeah. Think it's really the
0: basics, isn't it?
1: It's the basics. Like we're always... Mm go like we're trying to get to this thing that's yeah. out there somewhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> but really you're like it's here
1: <laughs> it's here yeah <laughs> it's always here it's always right back here right with you all the time
0: yeah oh I love that so grounding
1: <laughs>
0: and so I guess then the next question kind of answers itself then I'm um, in my head anyway, like if someone is just starting out, like just starting to, as a, because I have experienced as I grew up that um, consumerism culture and I was kind of building and building and building and never got rid of anything and so mm-hmm. it was a little bit of on the verge of boarding um, and I guess like where, in someone in that position, where do they start? Like if they come to you and go, where do I start? Like what would you tell them? What would be that little first step?
1: the first step, you know, for so, so many years, I always said, well, let's set an intention. Let's set Mm -hmm. an intention. Let's get clear on what it is that you want to shift and change. What does it look like? How do we use this space? If you're not happy with your closet, what would it look like? How would it feel, you know, kind of really creating this ideal scene as they're sometimes called, you know, like creating your perfect vision, creating Mm -hmm. your ideal scene, and starting with an intention, but I, I think I've shifted that a little bit more in my teachings and my trainings is that an intention is great. We can say I'm living, you know, I'm living a clutter-free life or it's easy for me to find things in my home or my closet. Um, but, but really it's like the deep, like what's the deeper thing. Like, what is the deeper motivation behind why you want to live with less or why you want your closet to feel a certain way? Like, what is the underlying motivating factor that you even called me in the first place, right? Yeah. Like when someone calls me and they want to work with me, there's something already present. There's something already brewing that they know feels out of alignment for them. Mm. but They don't necessarily know how to bridge the feeling of that discomfort to the solution. Mm-hmm. And I, I always ask people, yes, it goes back to their values and like, what is it that you really want? And when, if you had a clear and clutter-free house, what would you then be available for? Yeah. And a lot of times people are really afraid to be available for what they actually want because it's so much easier to complain and, you know, be, mm-hmm the complaining and the having the excuse. and like, I can't find this. And I don't know, I don't have anything to wear and I don't have any money. I don't have any time. (laughs) No one's going to date me. No one's going to come over because my house looks like this. You know, it's all these things that I think sometimes we get really attached to all the excuses and all the reasons. And that becomes more of our normal instead of, allowing ourselves to be like unburdened and available to Mm. what would come in if I wasn't spending 15 minutes looking for my car keys and being frazzled and showed up to something early. Yeah. (laughs) What would that that look like? Someone, someone said to me a long time ago, you know, (laughs) if you want to live a more minimalist or simplified life, try arriving to your destination 10 minutes early and just sit in your car
0: mm-hmm. and just
1: observe what goes on yeah when you get somewhere with time to spare yeah and it kind of blew my mind like what would I see what would I experience who would I meet you know and, and especially not sitting there on your phone like
0: actually just
1: yeah actually <laughs> be in it. yes yeah. actually be in it don't distract yourself with you know that device. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, but again, it just, it comes back to, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you wanting this change at this time in your life? And what's the deeper underlying reason for, you know, the motivation at this time? And, you know, what would actually your life look like if you mm-hmm. did this thing and you got to the other side? I mean, are you actually ready to live the way that you want to live? or say you yeah. want to live yeah mm-hmm.
0: have you ever heard of that exercise the seven levels deep I think that's brilliant now you keep asking why to their answer like seven times and the seventh time I've done this a few times to myself and it's brilliant and the seventh time always seems to hit it like it's just mm-hmm. like the yeah like you're trying to get to that deeper reason right yeah. Oh, that's
1: interesting. I'm going to write that down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> seventh um, level is what it's called. Seven levels deep. Yeah. Seven
0: levels deep. Yeah. I've done it a to a few of my friends and it's always been really fascinating of what comes out. <laughs> so say they, I don't know, reply with something like, why do you actually want this um, clearer wardrobe? For example, if that's that their goal, they might say, a reason and then you ask and question that reason again why do you want that and why do you want that and you keep going seven times yeah um and I mean with this next question as well I don't want to pre-frame it or anything but you were already saying fear and scared of what's there like what is the most common emotion that you think um comes up when people are ready to move forward with this and yeah I mean so. the number
1: I think the number one thing is fear I mean in a close second would be uh releasing control or surrendering mm. I think it's really scary for a lot of people like yes it's fear but fear of what it's fear of not being in control or fearing what le- fearing that someone will make me get rid of something I don't want to get rid of yeah and ultimately that comes down to like our desire and need to control you know, and be in charge and be in control of our life. And that, that is, that works both ways. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it works both ways in that like we're controlling and allowing what we're allowing in when we accumulate, when we purchase, when we buy. And I think for, you know, many people, the whole idea of, you know, someone's going to come in and they're going to make me get rid of all these things, but you called me to help you. (laughs) (laughs) yeah. you know, change is scary for yeah. many people, you know, and even when you are ready, it's still uncomfortable. It still doesn't always feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, no one goes to the gym one time and, you know, feels great and is fit and doesn't have aches and pains or body soreness, you know, yeah. <laughs> work out for the first few times. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it hurts. It's like ripping a bandaid off that's been on yeah. for a long time. And, um, know the resistance that comes up in the session sometimes it's 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 funny to me now at this stage in the game I used to you know find it offensive if someone was like avoiding me and I'm like oh I have to go run this errand or oh I need to go I have to go into this email really quick are you okay and they're gone (laughs) two hours like okay I mean it's your session it's your time but you know A lot more will get accomplished if you are a participant, like an active participant in the process. And face it. Um, Yeah. So fear is definitely number one with a side of resistance, I would say is number two. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah. And judgment. I think there's a lot of shame, you know, that comes up for people too, because they don't want to be judged and they don't want to feel like they're doing it wrong or they're, you know, Mm. Yeah.
0: yeah something that's in my life as well I'm finding that when I do step into courage it is just having to get rid of that perfectionism mm-hmm. and yeah releasing that before I can totally <laughs> step forward and actually do it I'd love for you to do like a really short maybe five minutes of how you would start a breath work um session just so they can mm-hmm. get a little taster of that as well Obviously don't do it if you're driving and listening to this.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely <laughs> <a> practice. <laughs> the practice that I teach is, um, you know, it's not what is considered a breathing technique. So like a breathing technique is more something you kind of drop into in the moment. You're having a mm-hmm. stressful situation. You're, you know, you feel a panic or an anxiety attack coming on or something. There's so many different types of breathing techniques, like the box mm-hmm. breath or the force. Fourth- seven eight breathing or the relaxed breath, um, diaphragmatic breathing. I mean there's another breath of joy, the breath of love. I mean there's a million breaths, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, but what I facilitated and what I'm certified to facilitate and teach is a style of breathwork healing. So typically what it looks like is if I'm doing a one-on-one session or even if I'm doing a group session. I would have people sort of explain to me like, what's up? What's, you know, why are you here? Why did you come to work on your healing today? And if they're kind of like, well, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, no one really ever says that, but, you know, if they were sort of not clear about why they were coming for a session, I would maybe ask them, you know, what's something that you find yourself sort of in a pattern of bumping up against over and over again. Like, Mm -hmm. is there an emotion? Is there a thing that kind of keeps coming back around in your life? Is there a type of person that you keep attracting and having, you know, discord or upset with to sort of understand, you know, where the root of the pain or the shame or the trauma or whatnot Mm -hmm. is really coming from. and then generally, the you know, even, like I said, even in a group setting, I have people set intentions for their practice. Yeah. And I just put on some really good music and people say <laughs> stuff, you know, have them say some affirmations and uh-huh. do the breathing and make some noises. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's a very, very simple practice. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen it done in You know, I feel like it's become very popular. It's like the next yoga, (laughs) um, breath work. Uh, It's the style that I teach is all through the mouth, so all the inhales, exhales are through the mouth. And again, it's not recommended to be doing standing up or sitting up. You you should be lying down the entire time. Okay. Um, So it's all done through an open mouth, and then you would take the first inhale into the low belly, and then the second inhale into the high chest, and then you exhale out. So you inhale into your low belly, inhale into your high chest, and then exhale out. Low belly, high chest, exhale out. Low belly, high chest, exhale out. out. And that's it. It's really, really simple, but it's going to kind of blow your mind. Yeah, (laughs) Um, And the reason the breathing is done all through the mouth, instead of like in Kundalini and many other practices, it's a lot of nostril breathing, right? So breathing through the nose tends to kind of take you up and out of your body. And if you're working on sort of healing and reprogramming your limiting beliefs or you know traumatic events that have happened in your life whether they're big or small you know it could be a car accident you got into or it could be you know a relationship that you know just ended whatever the traumatic event is it doesn't really matter but those things are imprinted into our nervous system and those things are imprinted into our tissues. Right. So when you're breathing through the nose, you're kind of going up and out of your body. And what we're doing when we're breathing through the mouth is that we're actually dropping down into the body and we're really integrating and moving the breath through the entire body, as opposed to just kind of like going out and going up. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, I didn't know this
0: part. This is amazing.
1: Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> yes. I am like very interested in breathing. That's, no one's ever explained it like that.
1: Really yeah, good. it's just a different, I mean, when I do Kundalini, I am like on another planet. I am not <laughs> in my body. I am not here. I yes. mean, if you put me in a Kundalini yoga retreat for a weekend and I'm eating all vegetarian food I am the most ungrounded person you'll ever come across <laughs> airy fairy <Wow>. yeah <laughs> very airy fairy out there uh, and and this particular practice done through the mouth it really supports creating that deeper relationship with our body because we are so prone in this day and age as you know, people in these human suits running around from thing to thing to thing to thing. And we are constantly distracted and pulled a million different directions. And when we breathe in this way, we actually are able to kind of connect the dots within our own internal wisdom and tune into, oh, when I feel this thing in my lower back, I was actually thinking about this and you can start to then in your waking life when you're not in the breathing practice or in the, in the actual active breathing or in the resting, Shavasana state at the end, you can start to then connect, oh, I remember I had this thought about this thing and then my back hurt. And now this person saying something that's similar to what I was thinking about when I was breathing and now my back hurts. Mm-hmm. And then we start to connect the dots and start tuning into our intuition instead of being constantly in our head. Mm -hmm. So it's a full body integration to really be able to listen and understand the wisdom and the intelligence of your intuition instead Mm -hmm. of seeking outside and wanting to disconnect from this thing that has so much incredible wisdom for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) constantly healing us anyway. Although we yeah. do have
1: distractions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was interesting. I was reading someone's Instagram post the other day. It was, uh, I don't know, it was some healing site. Maybe it was, um, I can't remember which account it was. I feel like I follow so many of them, but it was <laughs> someone-, someone speaking to how when we're looking at our phones throughout the day, <clears throat> and we we're confronted with so much information, right? Mm. like we see someone died, someone got married, someone had a baby, someone you know it's like these really rapid, wild waves that how many times in your life have you attended a funeral and a wedding, and how yeah. when were they happening within thirty seconds of one another? yeah, and we're experiencing these things so quickly and so rapidly, and we're not allowing for any time and space to actually integrate or process mm-hmm. all of these things. It's so much intensity coming at us all the time through social media specifically. Yeah. Um, that the overwhelm and the anxiety and the panic attacks and the just feeling very met, like blah, people mm. are feeling so uninspired, you know, unhappy, depressed, yeah all of these things and it's like because we're we're sitting on these phones we're seeing and intaking all of this information and our mind is really active also in these yeah. moments right the mind is super super active but our body is sedentary yeah and so the brain is working overtime but the body doesn't really know what to do with all of that information right yeah. we're not moving it and we're not Yeah. Using it to process the information in the way that we used to when we used to go and hunt and gather our food and express and get tons of stuff out, you know. (laughs) So the breathing is almost this primal way of coming back to that way of you know using all of our breath to create and pump oxygen and life force through our body, and then other things that we do in a session with the affirmations and the making sounds and like the laughing and emoting. I mean, people laugh, they cry, they usually get hot, they get cold, like all the range of all the things happen, yeah. which is who we are. Yeah. We, we are all of those things. Yeah. We're not just, you know, a single, you know, sided, single, you know, sided. Human. <laughs> That's not who we are.
0: Yeah. Queen more is.
1: Yeah. There's okay. like, I read an article,
0: actually, you might like this too, that about animals and how they, when they feel stressed, they shake and they Mm -hmm. sort of release it through their body. And we don't really do that anymore either. So that's kind of reminded me of that.
1: I do it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: I do a shaking (laughs) practice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dancing or a shaking practice. It's a big Mm -hmm. part of, I don't know if you follow or if you do the class at all, or if you've heard of the class that you it's do a movement practice um founded no. in new york city but they're online now and they have it's everything is they have a couple of studios they have their main studio in new york and then they have the class um, i don't know if they still have people teaching in studio in la but they have tons and tons of on-demand classes but it's a huge part of her her name's taryn the founder mm-hmm. it's a huge part of her work is that she was a yoga teacher for i think 15 years or something and she always felt like something was missing Mm -hmm. from the yoga practice and so she integrates yoga practices movement practices the dancing the shaking the stretching kind of cardio stuff where you're doing burpees and you're you know doing um Body weight movement stuff where you know you're doing push-ups and you're doing just different things and it really integrates you know she makes space for you to make sounds and she makes yeah. space for you to let the feelings come up and let the tears come out and it's um you try it sometime. it's yeah really, I um, think I would love that <laughs> yeah it's it's profound I started doing it obviously in lockdown during COVID yeah and the first couple times I did it I mean I still to this day if I do a class I'm like I know I'm gonna cry and it feels so good just yeah. to, be able to cry and to feel things and the program is called the class you said it's called the class if you look up the class, the class and her name is Taryn Toomey yeah uh it reminds me of um have you heard of Kineji no but I think that um I've heard of Koya no <laughs> Koya. koya koya incorporates i've never done it i just have a friend who also yeah. does breath work and she's a teacher certified teacher in it and it incorporates the five elements yeah so it's, it's dance and different things like that but it incorporates the five elements and so you embody i think different parts of the elements and the way that you move yeah. your body and things
0: yeah that sounds similar to the one that i'm that i'm aware of yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, cool.
0: Well, this has been awesome. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're so (laughs) welcome.
0: Just in the thoughts of like, because when you're doing, you're doing a lot of home things, I realised, and they're very tangible, but obviously it's all coming from here as well. How do you, do you ever navigate or even go into other parts of people's lives, like their schedule or their digital files or things that aren't really tangible as well? Or is that not really?
1: Touched it, it's not something that I've done yet, yeah. But in sort of you know, wanting to change the way that I'm working, just now that Mm. I'm a mother and I don't want to be commuting to people's houses, you know, and sitting in the car and all of that, I mean, it's not off the table. I really do not like digital decluttering or sitting on (laughs) the computer, it's not, you know, it's not my favorite, uh, but. I'm trying to think of what I did for my course. I did a mi- like a very minuscule time tracker for people to use yeah. to sort of understand and, and illuminate, okay, how much time are you really mm. spending on X, Y, and Z? So mm-hmm. I've done smaller things like that, but mostly for my group cohorts, not yeah. um, with my one-on-one clients,
0: yeah.
1: but it's definitely something that I want to bring to the table and integrate into my um, online work for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it is such a huge part of me that you can't have an organized house without putting aside the time to maintain it. Mm. I mean it's just not it's you know, it's not gonna happen. Again, I go back to the gym analogy. Nobody went to the gym one time and continued to stay fit. (laughs) You you have to keep doing once and (laughs) decrease. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh I think there's this odd, you know, perception that we're going to come in, we're going to change everything. We're going to set up these systems and everything is going to be perfect forever. Well, no, Mm. I mean, you might not be still eating that kind of pasta five years from now. And then you're just like, your needs will change with how the space, you know, is being used. So the tangible aspects of, you know, decluttering someone's personal life is a much bigger part of my course, you know, where Mm -hmm. I dive into, finances relationships <clears throat> forgiveness uh, mm. you know resentment time time management yeah yeah that's what you I love
0: about what you do. do as well it's so much more holistic that you and that you go to the breath as well that it's so inner. that it hopefully lasts longer too it's not just the, the one-time yeah. cleanup right and then
1: yeah that's my hope I mean yeah. my hope is that
0: an inner shift happens
1: <laughs> yeah that a, that a massive energy shift happens and that we actually start to look at and have more of a connection to where do these things actually come from like why do I feel that I have to hold on to this thing from my ex-boyfriend even though I'm very happily married now and have three kids or why yeah. do I feel like I can't say no to my family members because they want to give me something that you know was theirs or like you know, there's so many like when we start to trace it back and really get interested mm. in our lineage and where we come from, and you know, even to like, well, where was my great 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 grandmother born, and what kind of life was that? It it definitely starts to shift your perspective of realizing, oh, well, my mother's mother did this, and then my father's yeah. father did that, and it's um, it's very interesting to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, the lineage work. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. I have checked out as well that you've got a, you're actually doing a course breathing, like a teaching people how to do the breath work as
1: well. Coming out, is that um, already out or? I, so I did that. I want to say that was last. When when did I do that? I did a training. I want to say it was in, I can't remember if it was mm. in May. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't remember to be honest. Um, but every month I do a virtual circle. So every month I do a group of, you know, people on zoom. And then as far as doing like teacher training, facilitating, I'm probably not going to be doing that anytime soon. Okay. (laughs) I definitely, you know, I'm always available to hold space for people who want to do a one-on-one session or, you know, to join my monthly group sessions. I try to do them in the middle of every month. Yeah and um and it's always best to find you on instagram is it yeah or my website clutter yeah. healing
0: my, yeah all my info
1: is on my website and then also instagram is my main social media platform yeah i don't want to do much on anything
0: else anymore yeah
1: <laughs> thank
0: you so much yeah I really enjoyed
1: thank it. you yeah good luck with everything
0: Thank you so much for tuning in and if any of these helped you out I would love to hear your outcomes and what you've done with this information if you took some action on it and if it's helped you jump on my Instagram Jackie Cuckoo it's J-A-C-K-I-E-K-O-O-K-O-O or check out our community page as well Cuckoo Community on Facebook where we talk about all the stories and tricks and things that we've come across that helps us sustain our energy. And as always, breathe and be brave. Release to revive.